An entitled Karen repeatedly bothers me and tries to force me to take pictures of her kid after I was hired to photograph another family. And after having a back and forth over and over again, I eventually lost it on this Karen and put her right in her place. Here's what happened. So I first want to start off by saying I'm a photographer. I pretty much work in all areas of photography in my area, meaning I cover weddings, babies, children, family photos, couple photos, christenings, you name it, and I probably have done it. In my area, I'm the only photographer who gets hired to shoot christening and baptism ceremonies, so I am pretty popular. Anyways, one summer, I'm turning up to my job at a local church, and I was hired by a lovely family. I'm working away, getting all my shots, when halfway through the service, a woman dressed in the brightest red outfit swanned right in, making noise with her family as they try and find their group to sit with them. One thing to mention is that in the UK, churches like to squeeze in as many christenings in one day, meaning they do a mass service and invite four to six families in one go and just call up each respective family to the water to baptize when the time was ready. So the vicar at this particular church calls all family to the water at the same time. So you can imagine how full and hectic that can be. So I'm trying to squeeze through the crowd, just watching by the basin, asking if I could please stand in front of them as I had been hired to photograph one of the family's child's baptism. People were lovely and absolutely moved out of the way. A lot more than I needed, just so they could accommodate me and I could do my job. Now, do you remember the woman I mentioned in red who waltzed in halfway through the service as she was late? Well, as I'm stood amongst the people at the basin, watching the respective family member being christened, I felt a hit on my arm. Quite literally a really hard backhand on my arm. And it was the same arm that I had an expensive camera in. I just about stopped my camera from flying out of my hand, put it down from my face to see this weird entitled Karen staring at me. She looks at me and barks, make sure to photograph that kid. She then points to whoever she came for today, not the family I was hired by. She didn't say please. She didn't ask me who I was working for. She just ordered me to photograph her kid. I smiled and quietly whispered back that I was hired by another family. But when I said that, she didn't like that and just scowled at me. She said to me, you work for the church. Photograph that child that I'm pointing to. You've not photographed him a single time. Again, I was trying to whisper as quietly as possible as I said to her, ma'am, I don't work for the church. I'm a professional photographer hired by that family over there. I point to the family and the entitled Karen in red looks irritated and can't believe I've just denied her photos despite her paying nothing for said photos. She says to me, of course you work for the church. Now take photos of them now. At this point, I'm getting more and more irritated as she is actively stopping me from working. So I try to just ignore her. And right about then, I get another whack on my arm. This time, she pushed the wrong button for me. I said to her, excuse me, don't hit me again. And please stop distracting me from doing my job that I've been hired to do. This entitled Karen then got up in my face and said, what did you just say to me? That's it. I'm reporting you to the church and you're going to lose your job. Now, I'm in just utter disbelief at this point because not only is she talking loudly over the priest and swearing, but she is not understanding me when I say I do not work for the church. I am an independent professional hired by another family that I literally just pointed out. Now, instead of losing it, I just smile real big at her and I say to her, no problem. I'd rather you wait to report me till after the service is done than keep punching and pulling on my arm, desperate for attention. So if you don't mind, I'll be doing the work I've been hired to do by that family over there. And I once again point out to the family, I gather that my client at this point has been watching this entitled Karen bother me the entire time and is really smiling and laughing back that I'm shutting her down and 
she isn't getting anything from me. This entitled Karen tries one more time after she realizes that maybe this girl isn't phased by my stupid veiled threats and maybe she really is an independent photographer. She pulls at my arm again and I slowly turn to meet her with gritted teeth and I say yes. The entitled Karen then says, if I pay you 20 quid, will you take some photos of my family? I think to myself, 20 quid? This entitled Karen thinks a professional photographer for a christening day costs only 20 quid for me to bust my butt and just have some kind of special service? I simply look at her for a final time and I say to her, ma'am, if you think I charge 20 quid for a special milestone, a once in a lifetime event that you can only do once, like a wedding, well, you must be dreaming. I'm a professional photographer. I'm not someone who just does this on the side for a little extra cash or for exposure. I do this for a living. I'm the only christening photographer in our area, hence why all the priests all know me by name. They know me very well and this is why I get booked for all these ceremonies extremely fast, as I can only do one christening or baptism that day. I wasn't hired by nor do I work for the church, which is why I don't work the entire church that day and photograph every single child or family there. I'm always hired by one family, so I get start to finish solely for them. If you want to hire me for a christening or baptism, I charge about 85 pounds and offer a lot for your money. Now, if you wouldn't mind, I'm working. And at that point, I turned and I went to walk away from her while her mouth was on the floor because how dare a working peasant like me speak to her like that. My client came and found me after the service when I was about to get their family group photo shots and before I could apologize for that stupid Karen bothering me the entire time my client said to me wow you can hold your own. I was ready for something a lot worse than what you did but you straight up told her you owe me 85 pounds. I mean she is still staring at the floor. She doesn't know what to do. All in all it was worth it to see my client feeling that I had just fought for her and her child's honor. Plus, other families were all smiling at me as well for how I handled the Karen. Even the priest came and found me afterwards and gave me a well done for how I handled her. So hopefully next time, this Karen will learn that she will never get in the way of a photographer ever again. Good for the original poster. I can't stand people like this who think they can buy you for cheap for something that you know you're an expert at. Like 20 quid as a starting rate would be absolutely ridiculous. And 85 pounds sounds really close to what you should be starting at overall. Plus, the original poster is in high demand. This entitled Karen really thought she could walk up, smack this lady on the arm multiple times, and then be like, oh, please take pictures of my child. Like, no, lady, get lost. Take a hike and go find somebody else. Which, by the way, there is nobody else. So honestly, kudos to the original poster. They handled this like a pro, and they put that entitled Karen in her place. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My coworker doesn't know that my boyfriend is also my coworker, and as a result, she is always and constantly complaining about him, and I seriously don't know what to do. So I've worked in this gas station chicken place for four months, and Sarah started a week after me. Sarah is not her real name. My boyfriend of five years started around a month ago. My boss is aware that we're together, but we don't act like we're dating at work, so I don't think most people know. Sarah acts completely different around my boss, my supervisor and us. I don't know if she likes me, but she constantly talks bad at me when I don't talk to her. She isn't as aggressive with me as others, but she will try to point out things that she thinks I'm doing wrong. She'll make passive aggressive comments, but will also suck it up to me for whatever reason. She is very rude to literally all of our coworkers that aren't supervisors. She snaps at them, tells them what to do, insults them, and tries to embarrass us in front of customers. We work without supervisors two days 
days a week. And she is the rudest on these days and genuinely does nothing. Today, we have to clean this batter table and fryer every six cooks. All our food was full. She went over one cook already and then left to chat with some guy that she knew. I told my boyfriend we had to start cleaning it and I went to grab something and she came back a bit later and told him to stop and asked him what he thought he was doing. He then said that we were supposed to clean it and she said that she was going to cook something and that he needed her permission before cleaning it. He told her I had and she apparently just stared at him. When I came back, she rushed to explain to me, but she didn't really say anything. We finished washing it and she didn't even make what she said she was going to make and apparently went and told my boss. She actually told him that she should be in charge while the main supervisor isn't there and pretty much just said that my boyfriend was wrecking stuff. I don't know what the issue was, honestly. She was complaining about my boyfriend throughout the day and would try to scold him for things he wasn't involved in. A few hours later, the boss wanted to talk to me and asked if there was an issue with leadership and that she had complained about it and told him that she should be in charge. I explained what happened and that we had felt uncomfortable for a while around her, as did some of my other co-workers. He pretty much complained about her and said that he would talk to the supervisor about it. I'm worried because I feel like she is manipulative and I'm not sure how they actually feel about her. I feel uncomfortable working with her and I'm not a combative person and I don't know how to make her leave us alone. I don't think she knows that we're together and acts like he isn't allowed to do things that I do every day. What should I do? I think honestly you need to talk to your boss. They really need to know that she is telling you that you have to run everything by her and in effect she is basically preventing you from doing your job. You could try to talk to her but honestly you would be so much better off just talking to your boss and working it out that way. Like let's face it this co-worker is not your supervisor or your superior in any way yet she is still trying to order you and everybody else around. So it sounds like there's something wrong with management. They need to step up and get her back in line and honestly I think it's probably a good thing that you're keeping your relationship private with your co-workers. There's no reason for them to know and I don't think telling her about your relationship with your boyfriend would solve any of your problems because you know what she might just turn on you and start treating you like garbage just like the way she's treating your boyfriend and while it is completely unacceptable for the way she's treating your boyfriend I think in my opinion telling her that you guys are in a relationship is only going to compound this problem and make things just a bit worse so hopefully management and your boss can step in and get this straightened out because she is seriously being obnoxious and incredibly toxic and you do not need that kind of energy in your life. My girlfriend gets upset when I talk to or spend time with my family or friends and it's become incredibly obnoxious and I seriously don't know what to do. So my girlfriend despite being almost 20 years older than me is very insecure and very sensitive when it comes to feeling like she's left out. She moved into my apartment a while ago and since then she lost her car and her house. So we share my car and live in my one bedroom apartment. I've lost a lot of my sense of independence and freedom from sharing my car and my space and it was only a few months into the relationship that she moved in. She essentially gets to take my car to work every day while I have to coordinate rides to and from work. Needless to say, it's a stressful situation for me. I haven't been able to make plans with friends due to not having access to my own car. So I try to maintain my relationships and my friendships over the phone, whether it be texting or FaceTime. The problem is, there is an air of distrust and annoyance when my girlfriend sees me on my phone, regardless of what I might be doing. I could be checking the weather or the time, and there is still a passive-aggressive response to this. I have never broken her trust, but she says she had bad past relationships. It is even to the point that even texting my mom back may trigger my girlfriend to be upset and to go to bed without talking to me for the rest 
of the night. She feels that recalling memories with friends or reminding my old college buddy about a fun time that we had back in college is synonymous with being unhappy and unfulfilled in the relationship. She gets upset if my friends know things before she does, even if I'm not talking about anything important. It could be something as minor as me watching a new TV show or me just looking at a funny meme. If she isn't the first to know, it becomes a fight. I feel like I'm losing my life and myself. I've lost my car, my space, and now it feels like my friends are being pushed aside simply to appease my girlfriend. I just don't know how much longer I can go on like this, and I feel like I'm putting what I want on the back burner. It worries me because I'm not yet 30 years old, and I feel like I need this time to solidify or maintain my friendships and work on myself. My girlfriend already has a grown son and has had a family. She has friends, she's already experienced her 30s, and I don't want to be held back or miss out and make a mistake. I don't want to end up in a place where I have no friends, no connections other than my significant other. I don't want to set myself up for isolation and regret it later in life. I simply don't want to miss out on my 30s. What should I do? Let me get this straight. You're dating someone almost 20 years older than you? For context, the guy in this story is 28 and his girlfriend is 48 years old. Why on earth are you dating someone 20 years older than you? And also, why are you putting up with someone treating you in this way? She is literally taking your belongings and taking your life away from you. Any kind of independence or any kind of friendship that you want to have with other people is getting stripped away by your girlfriend. And she doesn't sound like a good girlfriend to begin with. She sounds incredibly controlling and it sounds like she's trying to isolate you from everybody else. And that's not fair for you in the slightest. And if I was in your shoes, I would be putting my foot down and saying enough is enough. It is not fair for you to have to coordinate rides when your car has basically been taken away from you by your girlfriend. It's also not fair that you can't have friends or even talk to your mom outside of your girlfriend. Just because she has this weird fear of missing out doesn't mean that you should be held back by her weird anxiety. You're clearly not cheating and any kind of anxiety she has towards that is her problem, not yours. So honestly, if I was in your shoes, I would not be putting up with this because you do have it right. Your 30s are coming up and you want to be able to enjoy them. And with the current trajectory that you're going on, I seriously see your girlfriend holding you back from having any kind of positive experience. My ex-girlfriend broke up with me just to see if I would fight for her. And I'm so hurt over this, I seriously don't know what to do. So as the title suggests, my ex broke up with me. I knew it was coming because she would say that she needs time to think about stuff. And after five days of no contact at all, she said she wants to meet me, but not in my house, but rather somewhere else private. I took her a few things that she left me and I drove to her. She said she really wasn't happy. I had a tough time. I was moving places at the moment and had a lot of bad stuff going on in my work. I was feeling pretty bad and yeah, I might have been quite absent. I accepted it. I told her I don't really want to talk much about it and I just drove off. She kept messaging me though, especially with asking me how my day was going and stuff like that. I decided to explain to her a little bit as it felt so weird that we just broke up without even talking that much. I told her how I felt and I said I was sorry I just drove off like I didn't care. I just was simply accepting her decision and that's when she said something to me that I really didn't expect. She told me she just wanted me to talk with her and try fighting for her. She says that she wants to try but she lost her trust and would need me to try really hard for her to gain the trust back. But you know what? I really wasn't interested. I was in a really tough position in my life and I wasn't feeling like doing so. In that period of talking time, I've noticed that she added her ex on Facebook, followed him on Instagram and such, and I immediately backed up. This was the moment I've realized that I lost the trust and I told her that I do not really want to talk to her.
her anymore. I basically just wanted to go no contact. And when I said that, she went absolutely crazy. She wanted to call me and all this other stuff, but I just went to sleep. I replied to her the next day, but she wasn't interested in talking anymore. So I just said goodbye. But when I review everything that happened, why do I feel so bad? Did I dodge something awful? I think I did the breakup thing to see if my partner cares when I was 16 years old. And back then, I noticed that this is a bad thing to do to someone. I'm obviously in a lot of pain, and yet I still got some feeling to message her. But I'm so unsure about the entire situation, I seriously don't know what to do. I would not waste my time with this ex for another second. She is just trying to play games. She literally broke up with you just so you could try and fight for her. That is not a good relationship. This is very childish, and you don't need that. Like, you seriously dodged a major nightmare. She sounds incredibly insecure, and it's just not something that spells out to be a good relationship, in my opinion. And you can bet that she will probably try this again. So in my opinion, your first instinct of saying, you know what, I want out, I'm not doing this, that is the feeling that I would hold on to. Because she does not sound stable in the slightest, and she would just try to do this over and over again if you did decide to get back with her. Today, I messed up by learning that running down hills is incredibly bad, and I'm really glad I didn't break a bone. Here's what happened. So as the title suggests, I messed up on a hike with some friends. It was a really steep climb in California, and I was wearing some old Nikes with no grips on the sole. On the way down, I was slipping a bunch, so I decided to try walking on the balls of my feet and sort of hopped along so I didn't slip. My hopping turned into play running, and soon I unexpectedly started to pick up a ton of speed fast. Since the hill was so steep, I was soon full-on sprinting against my own will, Olympic-level fast. My body was essentially perpendicular to the hill, while I Usain bolted down the slope full of uneven terrain. My feet were moving level 14 on the treadmill fast, just to stop me from falling, and there was no way to slow myself down. It was then that I knew I had two possibilities that were seconds away from occurring. The first possibility was that my ankle would be broken by stepping into one of the many cracks on the ground, and risk having to have my friends carry me the rest of the way down. The second option is to just fall and pray for the best. I decided to take control of my own destiny and make a calculated dive. This decision must have happened on the time scale of milliseconds. At once, I stopped moving my feet and fell forward into a pile of bushes and foliage. My body kept sliding down for several seconds due to the sheer momentum as branches and plants cut open my hands, as well as my arms, leg, and Patagonia jacket. At this point, my friends were still like 50 yards up the hill from me, walking at a careful pace as normal people do when going downhill. Two hikers over to my right called out to ask if I was okay, and I did one of those, yes, I'm fine, but please just leave me here, it's fine, and thankfully, they just kept walking away. I flipped over onto my back, and soon my friends and boyfriend came to see if I was okay. Apparently, it was quite the sight for them. I apparently looked like a drunk baseball player sliding into home base as my legs went up in the air sliding down on my stomach. It was not a very fun experience. I am more or less fine. I've got some bruised fingers and toes and some scrapes pretty much everywhere. But luckily, I don't have any broken bones. And you know what? I'll take that. Honestly, the most disturbing thing of all is that I've never heard any guidance against running downhill. I googled it afterwards just to see how big of an idiot I really was and saw nothing online. So while I definitely messed up, I sincerely hope that this post is also an opportunity that prevents at least one other person from deciding to run down a steep hill. Because trust me, it is simply not worth it. I've gotta be honest, that seriously is my nightmare. Like, that just sounds unbelievably scary. Running down a hill and you have no control over your speed. So it really does come down to 
of those two options. You either break a bone or you make a dive for it. And I think the original poster had the right idea. Make a dive and see what happens. Because otherwise you're just going to get more hurt. So good for them for not breaking any bones. I think they seriously got off lucky. And hopefully the next time they go hiking, they actually bring along some shoes that have some good traction. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.